This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafuma. Mark Thompson. Get woke. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always a privilege to talk with uh, now the now legendary uh, Dr. Fauci. He's uh, he's quite a celebrity these days, and we appreciate it. I saw you on uh, um, on one of the late night shows getting a COVID booster recently uh, at Walgreens. But what we want to talk to you about today, where are we these days? Are we out of any type of danger zone yet? And specifically, how does that relate to the African-American community? Well, I would say we're not completely out of the woods on this, Reverend, because we still are having, with regard to COVID, uh, 400, three, 350 to 400 deaths per day, even mm -hmm. though that's much better than many months ago when we were having 3,000 deaths per day, 4,000 deaths per day. It's still an unacceptably high number, three to 400 per day. So that's the reason why we continue to encourage people to update their vaccination by getting the bivalent variant boost, the BA45, that is now readily available, safe, free, and highly effective. Particularly important because as we're getting into the colder months of the late fall and early winter, you have other infections like respiratory syncytial virus and influenza which noted we should also be getting our influenza vaccines. With regard specifically to the African-American community, it is unfortunate but true that the African-American community has suffered disproportionately greater with COVID than has the general population for a number of reasons. The nature of the jobs they have, which are essential jobs in society, puts them out into the community at risk for exposure. But more importantly, if you look at the underlying diseases that are due to what we refer to as the social determinants of health, the compromised position that African-Americans find themselves in dating back, I say decades, but centuries because of the racism and discrimination 
that have not allowed them to have the health care that in fact is appropriate for them to have, just like anybody else. They have a higher incidence of diabetes, hypertension, obesity, heart disease, lung disease, so that when African-Americans do get infected, they have a higher incidence of severity of disease leading to hospitalizations and death. All the more reason why, as much or more than anyone, African-Americans should keep updated on their boosters of their vaccines to protect them and their families. Very well said, Dr. Fauci. You mentioned some of the other things we're facing as this weather changes. Do we need to be concerned about a surge, another surge in COVID itself with the change in weather, the cooler temperatures? That is certainly a possibility that we will see an uptick in cases. I hope that with the number of people who've already been vaccinated, some who are protected because they've been prior infected, and more that will get vaccinated as we get into the winter, that we won't have a substantial surge. To be quite honest with you, Reverend, I think we almost inevitably will see a blip. But a blip is different than a big surge. And that's what we're trying to avoid, is a big surge in the winter. And we can do that by getting as many people vaccinated as we possibly can. You mentioned the bivalent. Um, we know that with the other vaccines and the boosters, people have still been found been found positive with COVID. They've tested for it, but the trip, the, the the tremendous uh, symptoms and negative impacts, negative symptoms have been mitigated because of the boosters. What about this bivalent? Have, have we do we have any numbers on people getting that and still being susceptible to catching COVID? Yeah, we don't have enough clinical data yet, but you can make a reasonable assumption based historically about what we know when you vaccinate someone with a vaccine that matches very well the circulating virus, you can make a very reasonable assumption based on track record that you're going to get good protection. Myself, you know, you talk about people who are vaccinated and boosted. I was vaccinated and doubly boosted and I got infected because the vaccine didn't protect me very well against infection. But what it did, it certainly protected me against getting severity of disease because I'm old enough, given my age, that it is likely I would have had a much more severe outcome. And I didn't. I had a very, very mild case, almost certainly due to the fact that I was vaccinated and boosted. So we're safe getting this vaccination, this booster and getting the flu shot as well. There's no. No, it's absolutely OK to get both. If you want to get them both in the same visit to the pharmacy, by all means, go ahead and do it. It might be more convenient to do it that way. Yes, sir. Dr. Fauci, we thank you. Is, is it true that you are retiring? I'm retiring from the federal government, but I'm not retiring in the classic sense. Okay. So you're not going to see me playing golf anywhere, Reverend. I'm going to be out there doing the same sort of thing I'm doing now, only Good. I'm going to be doing it outside of the confines of the government. Yeah, because you know we still need you, right? You're, you're clear on that. I'm not, I'm not abandoning you, Reverend. I'll be around. <laughs> All right. Dr. Anthony Fauci, thank you for your service to the government and congratulations on your retirement. And thank you in advance for your ongoing 
service to us, as you said. We, we, we can still count on you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Good to be with you as usual. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Ladies and gentlemen, one of our favorite organizations we like to check in with around the country, really, all the great work they do, is the Service Employees International Union, SEIU. We're going to talk to SEIU Healthcare Pennsylvania today. And they are represented in the person of Lolita Owens, joining us from Philly. Lolita, how are you? Welcome to Make It Plain. Thank you. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Tell us a bit about you and, and the work that, that you do. Um, I'm a home care worker. Been in this business for about almost 19 years. Mm. Um, I take care of the most vulnerable people in our country. And it gives me an honor to be able to do that and be able to help those who cannot help themselves that are under community-based services. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, tell us what your experience was like. I mean, you all were on the front line during the pandemic, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Um, the pandemic hit our industry. Yes, it did. We were not prepared. Uh, PPE was scarce. Uh, of being able to get the proper everything to be able to go into people's homes. But because we know that we had to do it, we had to help take care of them. We did the best we could in helping protect ourselves as well as protecting them. Yeah, that that must have been tough, though. Did that You must have had some level of anxiety, even as you absolutely. were taking care of others. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know. And some of my sisters and brothers was too scared to come out the door of their homes, you know, and, and, you know, we end up having a conference with other home care workers across the state of Pennsylvania. And it was like, you know, we can't let them go by the wayside. We have to be able to take care of our consumers. So, you know, a lot of us went out and bought that stuff. You know, so we could go to people's homes to take care of them and do what was necessary for them on a daily day basis. So it, it was it was tough. It was rough, you know, and it made a lot of us, you know, realize that this is the business we wanted to be in. This is the, the industry that we want to make a difference in. Yeah. And being a frontline worker, you just had to get up and do. We had to get up and go. You know, it was. Yeah, like I said, it was a lot of us was like, oh, Lord, you know, family can't come over or listen, I, I've got to go to work. Um, you know, you guys keep yourself, you know, yourselves protected. But it was 
it was a, a challenge, but once again, we just did what we had to do. I, I want to just pick up on that point a minute before we move further. This is what you all have made your decision in life to do and to be. Tell us about how Lolita Owens got that calling, because it is an exceptional calling. I, I'm, I'm a minister, but okay. listen, to be clear, uh, uh, ministry is not clearly not just putting on the collar. Yes, so, absolutely. So this, what, what you're doing, as far as I'm concerned, is a form of ministry. Uh, so uh, how did you come by that? How did, what happened to, to move you to answer that call and to be of this type of service to people? But believe it or not, this was not the business that I chose for myself, actually. <laughs> I actually first wanted to be an accountant. That's what I actually wanted to be because I was love numbers. Wow. Um, however, my grandmother and my grandfather got sick. Mm-hmm. Knew nothing about getting paid at home to help take care of your family members. None of that. Right. Um, my grandfather had le- le- leukemia. My grandmother had a stroke paralyzed her whole side of her left side of her body. And I did what I had to do because those were my grandparents. Um, then a couple of years later, one of my cut two of my cousins got sick, started taking care of them. Kept doing other things. But you know, when you make plans, <laughs> you wanna <laughs> you wanna make God laugh, make plans. Well my mother always said growing up. Then my mother and my grandmother, because they were into service work so hard. As a kid, you know, my grandmom used to have me put stuff in the barrel and roll it down the road, give to neighbors to help neighbors out. And I used to say to my grandmother, Grandma, why aren't you always taking our food and giving to these people? (laughs) She said, baby, you got to help those that need a little help every now and then. I said, okay, Grandma. Then my mother, she retired, was a phone company operator, manager, actually, for five districts in New Jersey and she helped children. She was an advocate for children, children of all ages, uh, charm school, the basics of daily cleaning and cooking and so forth and helping out in the community. She now lives in Allendale, South Carolina. And she still to this day is still doing service work. You know, and I guess I, it's in my blood and no matter how much I've tried to stray away from being in this business, God said, this is where I want you. I don't know why you keep going somewhere else. So I had to surrender to this process of being a home care aide. And I love it. You know, I love working and helping with people. And and then this is why I am and do what I do today. Taking mm-hmm. care of those who cannot take care of themselves. Helping out in the community. Amen. Amen. That's that's beautiful. Now. SEIU Healthcare Pennsylvania, you all actually uh, recently went on strike, didn't you? Yes. Some of my, uh, my fellow sisters and brothers uh, went on, under, yeah, the nursing home sector, yes. They went on strike. They, you know, it was no way that they felt like they shouldn't have when they had different situations going on at their facilities and they went on strike. Yes, they did. You know, all of us around the state supported them. And and part of the reason for the the, the strike was around contracts, uh, wage increases, benefits, all those types of things. Absolutely. Correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
just the standards of being able to consumer get the bedside, um, making sure that they had the proper care, the proper everything for them. And it was it's hard it was hard for them too, you know, but they knew they had to stand for something. I tell people all the time, either you're gonna stand for something or you're gonna fall for anything. Which yeah. one is it? Yeah. Time to stand. So they had to stand. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all also heard what Aurora touched on earlier. Just, uh, just like, um, school teachers often have to go into their own pockets to provide resources for students in the classroom. What Aurora is, is, is suggesting us that this is also the case with uh, home care workers, nurse home, right? You all like, they, they also went into because they had cereal that they had to take in, give their clients. They got tired of that. So they, a lot of them went out of their pocket to get them hot meals. They have good, nutritious meals. You know, a lot of the workers in the nursing setting had to do that. And that's what they did to take and show their, their patients that they love them, that they care about them. You know, corporate businesses is, is a nightmare. And we have to stand up to them, especially when they don't want to do the right thing and what state mandated to do. Yeah. They don't want to do it, you yeah. know, but yeah. they've got us to fight for them. We're their voices. You, uh, Lolita, you all stood up uh, and you won. The strike is over. You got pretty yeah. much good. And so, the, and folks, again, this just shows the, the power of, of union organizing and why it's important. Now, you have been outspoken in support of Josh Shapiro. Absolutely. Correct? Absolutely. Why so? Why so? <laughs> you know, Josh Shapiro, he he fought corporates regarding back pay for workers and won for those workers. You know, he understands and he realized that home care is so, so important. Health care is important. He's fighting for health care. He's fighting for those who... <laughs> You know, get Medicare and Medicaid, which that's how a lot of us get paid. You know, it's through Medicare and Medicaid. You know, he he also understands that he knows that our school system needs to have better things going on for our children, for them to learn and to get to understand. He he fights for women's rights. Let's let's put that out there too. Like he knows it's important for a woman to be able to choose for themselves. You know, we don't need someone to choose what I should do with my body. No, I don't. You know, no woman needs that, especially when it doesn't even make a woman feel like she has a choice. You know, women supposed to be able to do that. He fights for that. He fights for the rights for women's rights. He's fighting for education, Medicare and Medicaid. He's fighting for all those things that's important to us. He's Some of our people don't even have health care. He's fighting for that to make sure that every healthcare worker has health insurance. He fights for that. So would I take and stand up for him? Absolutely. You know, he fights for the working class person. He fights for that. For everyday just essentials, he's fighting for. And he's done that. He stood with us. You know, so absolutely, I would be, you know, I'm phone banking for him. You know, I'm canvassing for Josh Shapiro. Because he's the best best person for the job and he understands people 
SCIU Healthcare Pennsylvania has endorsed him, correct? Yes, we have. Um, running for governor of Pennsylvania. Now, um, Lolita, you said something else. So you say you say things. I have to go back because I want to be sure I'm getting all of this. No problem. Healthcare, healthcare workers mm-hmm. without healthcare. Exactly. Okay, look, I want to say one more time. I want to say one more time because I'm going to make sure that we don't have a bad connection and we're not breaking up. <laughs> healthcare workers who do not have healthcare. Absolutely. How is that? <laughs> yeah, you tell me that. <laughs> you know, some of us take care of the most vulnerable people in this state. But I'm not going to, um, we, healthcare workers across the state, of, across the United States of America take care of the most vulnerable people. But some don't have health insurance. Some are not able to take and pay outrageous, outrageous costs for having health insurance for themselves. A lot of us have gone to work sick just so we could be there for our consumers because we know our consumers need us. We know that they depend on us to be there. So, yes, there are some. You know, we've gotten some who have gotten health insurance and some don't. We're still helping them, trying to figure out how to get them some health insurance. I'm working on it, and Josh is working on that. You know, universal health care is important for all, no matter what. You all are involved, I take it, too, in in helping to, to get out the vote? Yes, absolutely, yes. We're running campaigns here in Pennsylvania. You know, we're having all kinds of canvas dates, going out, knocking on doors, having phone banks, uh, calling not just healthcare workers, but anybody we know to take and get out and vote. It's important. And for those that are not registering, registering them. So make sure that they can take and make their vote count. Mm. You know, we don't, we tell people what the facts are, mm. what the facts are, you know? A woman, like I said, a woman should not have to take and go to another country or another state, I should say. You know, I remember that was going on in the 60s, the 70s, early 70s, 80s. You know, people getting abortions in back alley clinics, unsanitary and unsafe. You said you remember that. You're too young to remember that, aren't you? Oh, I, I know. I, I look young and thank you for saying that. But yes, <laughs> I remember that. You know, really? I remember you know, talking with my mother and my grandmother and my aunts about certain things that was going on back in the day because my family was orientating to letting us know what our what our history was. Mm. So, yeah, you know, and, and knowing that our school kids need every advantage possible to get the best education, mm. making sure our seniors have what they need to have, mm. making sure they're able to just get their medicine, that they need to have. That's life-staining medication for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you mentioned that a couple of times. Is the issue of a woman's right to choose, is that a big issue? Is that going to be a big issue for voters? I believe so, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I, um, you know, I feel like a woman should have that right because, you know, in this society, in this world, you know, there are issues with women as we get older, yes. But for someone who may say get raped or maybe got inc- you know, incest in the family, they should have a right to be able to do and make that decision for themselves. Nobody should have to make that decision for them. Nobody. 
or even not even just that, but for a woman who actually is having a child, wants to have that child and end up having complications. And then you have to have other productive services, you know, to take and do what's necessary. Nobody should have to make that decision for a woman, but a woman. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that should be an issue. It's, it's really unbelievable. This need to control women's bodies. That, that's a, that's a whole show. And, mm-hmm. and I, it's been a whole show for me. I mean, that's just all that in of itself is sick. Yeah. Now, but let me ask you this. Uh, what is, what are some of the other issues as you interact with voters as SCIU is organizing for Josh Shapiro? Being able to be a part of a union. Mm. Being able to be a part of something that gives you the sameness, I should say, of being able to come to a con, go to the table and be able to have a contract. Being able to have a, a, a say in the wages and some of the benefits that you have. You know, all of us have families. You know, we just want to make sure that ourselves and our children, husbands, wives, are taken care of. Right. You know, this is a country that was built on unions. Actually, if they knew what their history was really all about, yeah, how about that? You know, and now you want to say, oh, unions are bad. No, they're not. The big corporations want to take and be able to give people what they wanted, like little pennies. Like we're no longer in the cotton fields anymore. We're no longer in, 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 in the peach fields and the watermelon fields. No, we're not. That's not what we are now. That's right. That's right. Lolita Owens, folks, um, thank you for joining us. And uh, we're honored by your presence and truly honored and humbled by your service. Uh, you know, I tell people all the time, when you look up the word minister in the dictionary, it's actually a verb. Minister means to serve. That's the first definition that comes up. And you are clearly uh, ministering to those you take care of and ministering to your fellow citizens in the state by trying to bring about change. Before we go to one other thing, um, the Republican nominee, I was watching somebody on TV earlier. I mean, he's a real nut job, and, and, and he's, he's more than funny. a nut job. He's yeah. not more than a nut job. You know, he 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 wants to take in and, you know, basically rip up contracts. Uh, first of all, he wants to make Pennsylvania right to work state. And <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, it, it's ridiculous. You know, and anybody know, and if they don't know what the, the definition of right to work state, you know, you can only get wages, that's it, that's all. No benefits, no nothing. This is not the Stone Age, you know. Uh, you know, and I just want to say, just to add, you know, most of us home care workers and healthcare workers, we're advocates for the people we take care of, no matter what it is that they need to have. We're advocates for them. So most of us know what they need before anybody else knows what they need. You know, and, and we're going to continue to do the work we do. At least I know I am. Um, and continue to fight for the right to be a home care worker because they think that, you know, you know, it's a welfare work program and it's not. You know, it's people who take care of the most vulnerable people in this country, in this state, and care about them. and want to make sure that they get what they need to have and the services that we need, that they need to have. So we will continue to advocate for them as well, not just for them, but for ourselves too. I know, you know, that terminology, right to work, it always is misleading to people. I'm, I'm glad you explained it. 
because it's not good. Right. No, it's not. They, they do lose a little this trickeration with these words make you think that's some right to work. No, no, no. No, it's it's a right not to be unionized. It's a prevention. It's a prohibition against unionization. It's not that which is not a right. You don't have you don't have a union. You don't have real work. I think I just said something. Hello, yeah. <laughs> if you ain't got no union, you ain't working. That's you know, that. real. You you not protected. You not covered. Nope, not at all. No, and you don't have the power. You need unions, and and you know so, folks, keep that in mind. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Um, Lolita Owens doing great work on behalf of SEIU Healthcare Pennsylvania. The website SEIUHPCA.org. And Lolita, I hope this won't be the last time that we talk. You did talk about your family and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, your mom's in South Carolina. So where's home home? Where are you originally from? Is it is it PA or is it South Carolina? Actually, I was born in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Okay. I lived down south with my grandma for a little bit, came up to Plainfield, New Jersey, and now I'm here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Working hard, taking care in home care every day, folks, like a lot of people. And we need to be sure that people like Lolita are respected, are treated with dignity. That's why she's stumbling for Josh Shapiro. It only makes sense. Mastriano is one he's going to be one of these governors. Now he's going to tear up contracts. But he said, you know, it was said earlier that he's not going to honor the Electoral College. They want to take away democracy. Absolutely. And, Who does that? Right. <laughs> and it's kind of like, like you said, it's like we back on the cotton field. We didn't have no rights, didn't get paid, and didn't have no vote. So they're going to take it all away. We won't even, our votes won't even count anymore. Can't have that. Lolita, no, no, no. Thank you, Lolita, for joining us. No pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. 
If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.